Hi. Hi. Kelsey and Eric here. Welcome back. We continue the streak. This is Cast Cap. Yes. Our podcast where we recap podcasts so that you don't have to listen to as much content. Keep you in the know. Keep you fresh and up to date on what's happening. Synthesize four hours of podcasts into 15 minutes. I didn't listen to four hours. Yeah, but combined, we listened to four hours. Probably. Maybe. I mean, I've listened to more than four hours this week, but... What did you listen to this week? I mean, I listened to a lot, but I'm going to talk about Still Processing, which I have talked about every week. I might talk about something else. Okay. We'll see how it goes. I listened to three podcasts that I want to talk about. Planet Money, Code Switch, which we talked about last week, and Longest Shortest Time, which I talked about in the first ep. Wow, Eric is busy. I like Blur. He's not busy. Not busy. His world. I felt like I didn't listen to that many good. Usually, I listen to like good episodes. I felt like I didn't listen to that many good episodes this week. Okay, we'll start it off. What did you hear? Um, so still processing. This week was called uh, Circular, with an S in parentheses. And it was about climate change. So the circular was referencing uh, one of the hosts, Wesley Morris, was saying that he gets a circular every week, which is like a piece of garbage that goes in his stoop that's theoretically coupons, but that he usually just throws in the trash. And he said every week that he gets a circular, he calls the company and says, can you please stop delivering the circular? And every week they're like, sure, we'll put the, we'll make a note of that and we'll put your address down and you've called before and oh yeah, Wesley, that's you, uh-huh. And then every week he gets a circular. So he and the other host, Jenna Wortham, uh, talked to writer David Wallace Wells, who also wrote a book about climate change. Um, and they were conscientious, consuming conscientiously, like trying to use less waste, create less waste while it is important to be cognizant of the choices you're making and how they impact the climate, it kind of doesn't matter anymore. Right. Wait, so you're saying that my <clears throat> compost isn't going to save the planet? Uh, no. Oh. Compost. I had such high hopes. I know. When, like, like, compost will help you grow, like, a really beautiful garden in your backyard if you keep it and make, like, a worm a bin and keep the soil... Yeah. But if you, like, and, and especially in New York City, like, the compost that you put in those little brown bins, only, I think some statistic that came out with recently is that, like, only, like, 3% is actually being composted because everybody's doing it wrong. Yeah. And they haven't been able to, like, actually get the system functioning properly. They're trying. 3% is great. 3% is not nothing. So, but what is the, like, structural changes is what, like, yeah, is so Or did we, like, miss our shot? Base, no, 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 we didn't miss our shot. So, David Wallace-Wells was saying that um, he, while a lot of the things that are, like, doom and gloom, he's, like, very optimistic because a lot of this stuff is happening in real time. He said a large percentage of the, the carbon emissions is in the past, like, 30-something years. Um, so that... To him, that indicates that there is room for us to reel it in in real time because we're watching it happen in real time. And, like, obviously in climate there's a delay. But, like, you know, for example, the ozone layer had a giant hole in it and that hole is repairing. 
Right. Because we stopped using carbofluorocarbons or CFCs. Or CFC. Yeah, CFCs. CFCs. Carbofluorocarbons? Is that what they're called? That uh, feels like not what they're called. Yeah, Fluoro, but I remember that it makes... It's the O3. Right, the CFC. Yeah. Um, but, like, we stopped using those, and the ozone layer has... It's not fully... I don't think it's fully repaired, but it, the hole got smaller. Yeah. Um. So he... But he also thinks that we need, like, broad, global, yeah. governmental Yeah, well, there regulation. was, that was, like, the first case where there was, like, really, like, stringent laws right. and, like, companies signed up and they actually participated. And, like, that's the thing that we're missing right now. Sad. Right. I don't know. I'm sad. It's sad. It's super sad. It's also super hard to conceptualize for a lot of people. Yeah, it's too um, much. Because it's too, it's too big. Our yeah. brains are not really built for that. So we do small things, and we right. hope that the people that we elect are doing the right thing about it. Right. And that's what he thats what he was saying, David Wallace was saying, like, the most important thing you can do is vote. Obviously, it makes you feel good to try to call the company and get your circular from not co- not coming every week. But at the end of the episode, they called, they called Chuck Schumer's office, because they're in New York, um, and it went to... It, it, it was like a machine, but there was not actually a place to leave a message. <laughs> so they were just like, oh, oh, I guess we're not so leaving a message. Chuck just hung End up on them. End of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. It was very silly um, and sad, but like, you know, he was saying, go through political means because like we need... We need a regulation that says, like, you can't do this anymore, rather than just saying to the distribution center, stop sending me the circular. Right. Basically, we should be protesting in the street every day. Yeah. About getting somebody... Green New Deal. Yeah, we want that Green New Deal. We love AOC. Yeah. Try Um, to tell your senators, call your reps, call your senators, tell them Green New Deal is great, and that it should not just be, like, a resolution that's, like, a cute idea that we would like to have, make it a law. Because right now, what the the they introduced it and they're saying it's not going to pass, but also like, it's not a buy, it's nothing. Yeah. It's just like a here's which a here's like, an idea that we would like, like you to think it, is okay. That would be so easy to pass if it doesn't mean anything. Right. But we still can't do that. You know, climate change. It's intense. Yeah. Well, I listened to a new podcast this week called Planet Money. It's an NPR podcast. I love NPR podcasts. It's um, new to you. It's not. It's not new to me. It's not new. new. It's, it's not, not new. a new podcast. Yeah. You listen to a podcast. We I've heard it on the before? radio. A podcast that we haven't talked about before. Okay. So I was like, new isn't new. I listen to a new a new podcast, Planet Money. No, <laughs> yeah. I listen to a new. It's podcast, like episode like four hundred. <laughs> it's the original podcast. Um. So it's like about the economy, and it's like about numbers and math and stuff, and so they talked about um like middlemen and how they are like taking up the internet uh, the internet was like this idea that it was going to be direct to consumer like from uh like wholesale prices from the manufacturer to the consumer and like a lot of that does exist but there's this huge other part of the internet that totally flourishes in middlemen basically like this thing they call drop shipping where um, people set up stores on like eBay or like other marketplaces and they advertise um, popular items at like a markup, but they don't hold any stock. They just like take in an order and then place the order with Amazon or particularly with Amazon and then like ship it to the client hmm. like through Amazon. So they don't hold Weird. anything and they're just like pocketing the extra 
the difference. Yeah. eBay is like the example that they're talking about specifically. Okay. So they're just saying like I have this Yeah, couch, so so the example they nothing. talk about is this like viral cat toy called the Ripple Rug, which I want to get now. Oh, but no. um apparently this like couple comes up with the idea and it's basically like a scrunchy rug with holes in it that cats love and they start selling like crazy and they put them on the Amazon store. And then when they put them on the Amazon store, all of these like eBay, like copycat stores open up where they're selling the product at like 20 or $30 more than the actual price. And the, it's just people are just like lazy and they buy it. And, um, but Amazon's so much easier than eBay. But people are like some people just use eBay. Some people yeah, are yeah, that's yeah. like it. Some people are that way. And uh, when they eventually get the product, they and they see that it came from Amazon, like the shipping is from Amazon. They're like, "What the fuck's going on?" And they go on Amazon and they see that they paid thirty dollars more. And so the eBay store that they bought from has like a free return policy, and so they just return their the one that they bought to the eBay store, but and buy the one from Amazon for cheaper. But what happens is the person that, like the eBay store doesn't take the return. They just send it back to the Amazon, to the actual like seller. So like the original seller still has to pay for Amazon to handle the return and stuff because they, Amazon like takes a bit of every process, part in the process of like a prime delivery. So when you have a product that you sell on there, like when someone buys it, they take a little bit of money. And then when somebody returns it, they take a little bit of money to return, like for the shipping return. Um, and so they like had all of these returns that skyrocket up and they're, they basically like couldn't do anything about it. They sent all, all these cease and desist, but like it pops up like instantaneously, like every day they're trying to find the store, like to, to shut them down on eBay. And eventually they ended up deciding to just take their product off Amazon because that was the way that like that they were make that made them easy for these like middlemen to set up these dropship stores and like essentially steal not steal money from them like they the sales go up but the they don't actually see profits because they have returned stock um that How they, the, are the middlemen making any money the middlemen make so much money they interview this couple that make that makes over a million dollars a year i'm confused by how they make money because it doesn't matter if people return them it doesn't matter because you're not handling the returns the the, original store so 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 they so they're not giving people their money back no when people do a return they're just doing it direct to amazon yeah and so they get to keep the profit off the return because like the return is for the cost of the item that they from the amazon store which so they was just like get, if the, they if like a, get a credit so the person returns it to amazon so they get a credit from amazon or from the seller on amazon yeah and so the middleman they, got their 30 like 70 dollars or whatever and then is never seen again yes huh what a wild scam it's but it's basically like the problem is like consumers that like we right. will always like make a price increase for convenience over like going doing the research and being like oh this product right. is on amazon or right. oh they sell it direct to consumer on their website and it's right. cheaper like but like the prime the allure of like prime and like right. two-day delivery so I mean, now yeah which is like part of the problem with climate change and like what you were talking about 
Um, so, like, we are the problem, and we should just, like, be better consumers. Or, like, also acknowledge the fact that, like, there is always going to be someone that's, like, trying to get that little bit of profit out of, like, something. Like, there will never be a time where, like, there's not going to be somebody that's going to be marking it up to, like... Yeah, we need to be better consumers, but we also need to have better government that cares about these issues because, like... We, we don't need to be shipping everything overnight. Yeah. We shouldn't we shouldn't be flying but we can, so, so many planes. So we're doing it. Um, did you listen to... Uh, what else did you listen to? Do you want to hear more about my podcast? Um, so I, I listened to Code Switch this week, which I talked about uh, last week. And this week was about, like, the politics of civility. Um, and, like, basically talking about... Um, what we experience in our daily lives in like political discourse mm-hmm. and like that there's a breakdown of what is considered like civil discourse mm-hmm. but also at the same time like an examination of like what does and a call to civility um like mean right and it's kind of it's kind of like a dog whistle in a way like it's like right. it's a way to say like people are not behaving properly and they need to be taught how to behave Mm -hmm. um and it's like tied directly to the like rhetoric around slavery Mm -hmm. and like why we needed to enslave people because Mm -hmm. they were uncivilized Mm -hmm. and like we were doing something like manifest destiny like Mm -hmm. we were we had a reason save the savages right and like the this idea of civil society was something that we upheld and like it's the same like structure that holds people down is right. the one that like people are like oh no this is what's like so important um i think i heard a couple minutes of it on npr i think that like they did like a like a little segment on it like a like, preview on for the morning it. news or yeah whatever. um yeah it's like um it's definitely something that like we hear today mm-hmm. and um then they kind of transferred into the conversation about like civility and respectability which is like self-enforced by Mm. like certain communities and particularly talking about like people of color like self-policing about like respectability and like about like well you need to behave a certain way so that you don't incur like undue like punishment um which or you have to behave a certain way so they have to be like extra good so that people will think that you're yeah just okay exactly and so that's like this is like really uncomfortable because it's like basically like victim blaming like why are we doing this but then uh they're talking about like how it happens in like today all the time and there's like all these cases of like laws that are banning um like sagged pants like baggy pants like wearing your pants low Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like and they are being proposed all over the country by like black lawmakers and it's like a a campaign like in massachusetts they play this commercial this like horrible commercial psa commercial where they're trying to like tell people not to sag their pants because it's illegal because they've passed a law that you can like be fined or potentially Mm -hmm. jailed i don't know in massachusetts what the law is but like they're all over the place these like respectability rules um and then they talk about like obama like at that uh talk that he did um recently where he was like 
finger wagging about like twerking and mm. wearing chains and stuff mm-hmm. um and about how he was like doing the same thing which was basically like don't behave a certain way because it like makes certain people like it makes the rest of us look bad right um and they talk about like this chris rock sketch which is like a big point in his career which is basically along the same lines um and it's like this really uncomfortable thing as we think about it now and like that it really doesn't feel it feels like i was saying like victim blaming and like not right there's a conversation we really need to be having yeah but then they talk about how in reality like historically the like respectability has been like a very successful ploy in like civil rights politics and they talk about rosa parks and like how she was chosen over claudette uh colvin right and like because claudette was like younger she was pregnant she was darker skinned And they talk about how, like, there are civil rights leaders um, that were, like, didn't get their, like, rep- like due, like, right. representation because they didn't fit, like, a bill that was, like, um, palatable at right. the time. Like, they talk about um, this is what a politician Bayard, looks like. This uh, is yeah, what a like, looks like, Bayard Rustin, who was, like, uh, who was, like, openly queer, mm-hmm. but... Um, they could never be considered like a face of the movement. Right. And this was like a conversation that happened all like throughout um, the civil rights movement and like was generally successful in like moving the needle forward. Right. Um, But at the same time, like it's perpetuating our system of white supremacy of like, yeah status quo this is how it has to be and this is how it should be yeah and i think that like particularly now i think that there is a way that like white supremacy and like white people are trying to um are trying to use that in a different like against uh like they're trying to regain the like upper hand of civility mm-hmm. and like that like that conversation um, we're like now I feel like I, I don't know I don't know where it fits it's like really uncomfortable um, but um, it was really interesting it's not um, very interesting oh cat is Kat's here cat's ruining our podcast she's getting in it oh she really she's wants it out oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow she must be a part of it um, okay well I think that's a good way to end the podcast With and say Kat. like cat is interrupting everything Listen again for next week. Yes. Uh, we'll put the descriptions of the podcast we listened to this week in the description. Mm-hmm. And rate and rate review. And review. We're on Apple Podcasts We're now. on Apple Podcasts. We're going to try to go other places. You we'll know, see what happens. Write a comment and tell us where we should go and what we should listen to. Yeah, if you have any, if you have any thoughts about podcasts you'd like, a, you'd like to listen to but don't have time to listen to, let us know. Um... Listen to all the podcasts we've mentioned over the past three weeks. Yes. Especially the like... Or just keep listening to us so you don't have to listen to anything. To yeah. Um, I, I, the, I, the one I recommended two weeks ago, I think, was called Gay Future. They had their final episode of the season this week. Very fun. Worth listening to, I think, is like six episodes. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. Maybe worth it. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.